Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now. Ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch. And doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. All right, well, happy Monday. It is uh, Monday, December 6th. Good morning. Thank you so much for waking up and tuning in with us today. How are you? You doing all right? Good. It's uh, it's definitely Monday because I am like, I am so unorganized, not even ready for the show. I don't even know what's going on here. I think we're ready. I think we're good. Hang on. We still got to log into this. We got to do some stuff here. All right. I think we're good. How was your weekend? Everything good? Fantastic. Oh, Chris Cuomo. Fetto. Hey. Hey, forget about it over here. Hey, what are you looking at? What I'm looking at over here is an unemployed guy. CNN finally uh, officially decided uh, that's it. We are done with Chris Cuomo. And out he went. Thanks for playing. Have a good day. Had this conversation uh, over the weekend uh, about Chris Cuomo and CNN. And and there's some people who actually thought that, uh, you know, he's going to be back in no time flat um, because, uh, you know, it's Chris Cuomo. Not a big deal, right? Not so much. And I think one of the things that I was predicting about CNN is, uh, is actually starting to come true. I've said it last year. That And I really thought it was going to be by the summertime, but it looks like it's going to be, well, a little bit later. And this time it is uh, Chris Cuomo. He is out at CNN. Uh, They fired him after reviewing documents that showed that Cuomo was using his media sources to kind of dig up some information on his brother. But then it got a little bit worse for Chris Cuomo. As you can only imagine, uh, with Chris Cuomo, uh, the uh, the anchor now is looking at some sexual misconduct allegations against him. Oh, keeping it just like the family. I see how it is. So Chris Cuomo now uh, being faced with uh, some sexual harassment allegations as well as now being fired from CNN. So the Chris Cuomo uh, uh, drama scandal is uh, is far from being over. This is going to be, this is going to be interesting. I can't wait to watch the rest of this and see how this goes. But it's not done just there. Because I think what's going on now with CNN, and this is my, my new amended prediction with CNN, because I said it that CNN, they're at the point now where the reality is they suck. Their viewership is down. Their ratings are down. Their advertising is down. You've got all these overpaid uh, talking heads. And it's, it's just a mess. It really is. So uh, what do you do? 
Now I'm gonna I'm gonna take my my actual uh, air talent hat off and put my my broadcasting programmer hat on. And I've said this many times uh, that this is my prediction of what's going to happen with CNN is that that they are going to have to can the entire staff or at least the vast majority of it. A lot of the producers, a lot of the, the big talking heads on there and replace them with somebody else, because if they don't, uh, there's just there's no recovering from it. They're going to have to rebrand themselves. They're going to have to redo the whole nine yards. It's all going to be done. But the question now is, how do you do it without looking stupid? Well, you let the talent do the stupid. And there you go. You've got Chris Cuomo, who obviously did uh, some serious stupid. And he is out for not only one thing, but two things. As they were looking at the sexual allegations against him, which means there will be more. But wait, why stop there when you can get two for one? We're talking about Don Lemon. Don Lemon, Mr. Upstanding, criticize everybody around there. Yep. Don Lemon now is uh, facing some allegations that he sexually harassed another man. And he recounted uh, the guy who did it, recounted the version of the incident uh, that he claimed occurred at uh, Murph's Tavern in Sag, ha- uh, Sag Harbor, Harbor, New York, uh, during an appearance. On, uh, on uh, Waters World on Saturday night. The guy's name is Dustin Heiss, and he told Jesse Waters that Lemon made an aggressive sexual gesture, which resulted in him fleeing the bar. And he says, well, I was out with my boss, and we went to a place called Muff's Tavern in Sag Harbor. We walked in and saw Don Lemon to the right, and I walked up to him and said, hey, you're Don Lemon. Let me buy you a drink. And before he could even respond, I said, hey, Nick, uh, let's get the two lemon drops. And Nick, the bartender uh, at Muff's Tavern and Don Lemon looked at me and says, I'm just trying to have a good time. And I said, "Okay, my bad. And I walked around the bar. Five minutes go by, I said, and Don Lemon walks up to him and stuffs his hands in his pants. So there you go. This is going to be the reason for why. Uh, Don Lemon will be the next one that will be axed from CNN. You watch. It's going to happen. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, Don, we're going to, you know, we, uh, we we can't have somebody on the air with sexual allegations against them. Uh, so uh, see you later. Bye. So this is going to be the revamping start of uh, CNN primetime. And now with others, either they're going to find a way uh, to find something like this on them or... Uh, there will be something that CNN is actually going to find so that they can actually go after some of these guys. It's the start of the fall for CNN. I predicted that it was going to happen by the summertime. I'm a little bit off on this. I think that they were trying to find some sort of a a um, a better way of doing it other than just going, hey, you suck, you're fired. Which is often the case in broadcasting. When your ratings hit the certain point where they tank, they just, okay, thanks for playing, got to go, bye. But I, I think CNN is going to play the game of, of trying to make it out so that it is, uh, it is uh, circumstances beyond our control. He's a pervert. We had to let him go. And speaking of perverts, Facebook. Facebook is uh, reportedly now co-development of a platform that asks people to submit their nude photographs and videos 
to prevent them from being used as revenge porn across pla Facebook's platforms. Here's an idea. Don't take any naked photos or videos of yourself and you won't have to worry about it. Don't let anybody else do it. There's a good start. Mark Zuckerberg and the uh, masters of the universe expect uh, users to fully trust them not only with every private detail of their life, but now their nude bodies. I've already sent my photo in. I mean, it's not really me. I photoshopped uh, my head onto, uh, onto another guy's body, but I've already submitted it. So here you go. There, there's my stuff for you. <laughs> NBC News is now reporting that Facebook, uh, you know, now known as Meta, Recently, uh, recently co-developed a platform that asked users to send in their intimate photos and videos uh, to help prevent them from being used as revenge porn. What a brilliant idea. <laughs> hey, um, we're a really super powerful company and uh, we control the universe. And I tell you what, if you send us some nude photos of you, then we will... Um, We'll, uh, we'll make sure that uh, you don't get used a a on any sort of a, um, a, 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 you know, some, some kind of a, a bullying and, and all this other stuff. We'll, we'll make sure that it, it doesn't happen. <laughs> Do you, can you actually really seriously, honestly trust Facebook to do something like that? Me? Not so much. I don't think that I could actually trust them. Uh, with uh, with my nude photos and videos. Not that I have any. But if I was to have any, I don't think uh, that's the direction I would go with it. I don't think I would be going, oh, well, well here, Facebook. Here, here's, here's all the incriminating stuff against me. You want that sex video, too, while we're at it? That way, uh, you know, in case somebody, uh, you know, happens to hack my private stuff and tries to, uh, you know, uh, have revenge against me or whatever... And, of course, if you're worried about, you know, say, like an, uh, an ex-girlfriend or something along that line that uh, might just possibly use that type of stuff against you in, um, you know, some revenge porn kind of action thing, here's an idea. Maybe don't do it. I mean, I know that's a, that's a, that's a stretch in the imagination on there, but maybe maybe just don't do it and you'll be okay. I don't know. The whole world has gone freaking crazy, man. I'm really telling you. <sighs> Between the politics, CNN, now Facebook wanting your nude photos. What is going on in this world? But Facebook says uh, that the system has been developed with privacy and security at every step. Well, clearly not with the first step. My privacy would be you don't need to see my nude photos and videos. So you're already lying to us. But the company claims that only the hashtags are being shared with StompNCII.org uh, uh, and the, uh, the tech firms taking part in the project. The companies claim that the explicit images and clips never leave the user's device and remain securely in the possession of the owner. Revenge porn hotline manager Sophia, uh, whatever her name is, stated that the new tool represents a sea change in the way those affected by intimate image abuse can protect themselves. Why don't you just do the thing that like your mom and your grandmother would say, don't take nude photos. Boom, problem solved. Now you don't need to have Facebook uh, to protect you from revenge porn. Just don't do it to begin with. Hang on, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is The Brian Rush Show and you're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning.
This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rush Show is on News Talk at 101. All right. Welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for listening. Good morning. So, by the way, we are supposed to have had uh, Congressman Neil Dunn on this morning. But last night, uh, he had to uh, reschedule due to some scheduling conflicts today. So, uh, with that said, uh, the congressman won't be on the air with us today. However, we did reschedule him for Thursday the 16th. He is actually going to be in studio with us. So, uh, I know there's a a lot of questions that want to be asked to the congressman. I know that um, just in our Facebook post alone, there is a bunch of questions that are up there. Um, So, uh, the other big question that we have for the congressman is definitely going to be, hey... Um, the, uh, the act that he supported, the one with the, uh, the coronavirus database, why he's actually supporting that, you know, that is one that, uh, that we definitely want to, uh, we want to get an answer to, and I'm kind of disappointed that he couldn't make it today, but, um, you know, with that, uh, at least we do have him rescheduled for, um, later this month, it's going to be on the 16th. Uh, when he will be uh, when he'll be on. So we do have the congressman coming back onto the show. Uh, it's just not going to be today like we were kind of hoping he would be. Um, so we're going to get him on here uh, as soon as we can. So uh, there is that. Um, plus, we also have a few other people that we're working on getting onto the show uh, as well. So with all this coronavirus stuff going on, have you heard about what's going on in Australia? Australia, they now have COVID camps. I'm not kidding. This is where they were. They are rounding people up and they are sticking them into these COVID camps. That should be enough to start scaring the living hell out of people. When, when we start having uh, the, the COVID camps that are going on. And a young Australian woman has claimed in a video interview that she was forcibly detained for two weeks in a COVID internment camp, despite the fact that she didn't even have the virus. Haley Hodgins, 26, had said that she was seized by the authorities in Australia's Northern Territory and forced to spend 14 days in the region's notorious Howard Springs camp after a friend of hers tested positive. Police reportedly identified her, identified her via scooter number plate as a close contact had sent her to the camp. Ms. Hodgins said that though uh, she was tested three times during the internment, the test came up negative every time. And she says she, she believes that her sentence to Howard Springs was punishment for having lied to investigators initially when they asked whether she had done a COVID test and she had said uh, that she hadn't. This is a scary thing. And the only reason for why something like this is not going to come to America is because uh, a COVID authority collection team that will be coming around to try and pick you and I up, we know exactly how that'll end. That'll end with somebody on the ground, and it won't be us. But Australia, again, this is another reason and another perfect shining example about how you do not let the government... um, essentially have control of your life. And that is exactly what is going on in Australia. You can't have a gun. That is, uh, that is illegal for you. So you can't have that. You uh, also, uh, you know, they're doing all of this stuff and it's just, it's, it's insane. 
I mean, to, to think about the fact that they actually are putting people into internment camps. An internment camp. Even though she tested negative for coronavirus. They still threw her in there. That's all right. Just put her all up in there. It's no big deal. But this is another reason, again, for why America has the Second Amendment. Now, can you imagine American authorities trying to do something like that? Oh, it would not, not go over too well. Without a doubt, that would not go over well. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But in Australia, they have the detention camps. And they're putting their citizens in a detention camp over COVID. Meanwhile, you've got places like here in Florida where we, uh, we constantly get this, uh, this harassment from the media and from uh, those on the left. Only to come to find out that, you know, here in Florida, we have the lowest uh, coronavirus rate per capita. But just think about that, man. I mean, the whole idea uh, of the government going off and doing that type of stuff, it's scary. And this is another reason for why 2022 has got to be a very important election and why we have to take it very serious. Already, as we're looking at a lot of the Democrats, and I I was doing a podcast this weekend um, where one of the conversations that we had uh, was regarding um, the... uh, the 2022 election and the Democrats in the direction that we're going right now, there's about 19 Democrats in the house that have already said between the house and Senate that said, okay, we're done. And the, uh, the host of the podcast asked me, he said, why do you think that is? And quite honestly, I think the reason why is because they're scurred. They're starting to see the writing on the wall and they can see it. They know now that what's going on is not a good thing. And there are some people that are trying to bail from the Democrat Party because one, the defeat is going to be horrific. And two, I don't think they're going to want to be around when the Republicans finally do actually retain things. Because when... When they finally actually regain control of the House, they're probably afraid now that there's going to be some investigations. And you think about all the stuff that the Democrats were trying to push this year. Ooh, not good. 
So they're all starting to bail, which there's probably more people that need to bail as well, but they're just not doing it. As a matter of fact, Jerry Nadler, Jerry Nadler is one that this guy here, he, um, he is now 74 years old. He's been in office since 1992. And now he is saying that he is definitely going to run again in 2022. So New York, it is time for you to find somebody else. Because Jerry Nadler is not a good source for the Democrats. And one of the things that I have said over and over and over again, and I'll continue saying it, is that the, the center-left Democrats, and even the, the, the center-leftist kind of liberals, the old-school liberals, you guys have got to do something. Either switch parties and, or, or go to another party or something and just completely get away from the progressives. Or stand up and take your party back. I mean, there's there's always been that saying about, oh, this isn't your dad's Democrats or your dad's Republicans. This definitely is not your dad's Democrats. I mean, the Democrat Party right now is not even the same one that was there in 2016. That's how much they have changed. And it's only getting worse. They're not the party of, uh, of family and all this other stuff. They're the party of socialists. You look at the things that AOC wants, the things that all of the, uh, the squad wants and everybody else. They're not a good party anymore. But good thing that uh, Jerry Nadler is uh, announced that he is, uh, he's going to be running for re-election. Because, woo, I don't think we could do it without him. As long as he doesn't poop himself on the stage again. Do you remember that? That will make a great campaign video. <laughs> I don't know if it would ever air, but it would make a great campaign video. Hang on. We got to take a break for Fox News coming up here at the bottom of the hour. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Rush Show. You're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. In town. One station in town that gives you local news each hour. And when news breaks, breaks out. out in Panama City. Cities are seeing dramatic increases in murder rates. Triggering the crazy left is his specialty. The Brian Rush Show. A news talk at 101 is back. All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks for listening. Good morning. Happy Monday. At least it's not too foggy out there today. Man, the past couple of work days... Thursday, Friday, because we don't we don't count the weekend when it comes down. It has been foggy. However, I don't know if I don't know if you were up late enough to see it. What was it, Friday night or Saturday night? One of the two. My God, did it get foggy? Uh, it was one of these things where it got foggy so quick and and just so intense that the uh, my my one of my cameras for my house set off and started alerting me. That there is movement out front. I'm like, okay, well, let's go check and see what it is. And I looked and I'm like, where'd the neighborhood go? I mean, it was just that fast. It was crazy. Anyhow, sorry. <laughs> it's just, I mean, I'm in a, a bizarre mood today. I uh, I spent the weekend and I, I, I said I was going to do this and I kind of did it and I kind of regret it because 
in a way, I wasn't feeling good most of the weekend, um, but I, I ended up spending the weekend doing absolutely nothing. I, I did a couple of errands on Saturday. Yesterday, I didn't even leave the house. Didn't even go into my garage. That is how much I didn't leave the house yesterday. And I think I spent probably 90% of my day yesterday on the couch. So when you do that, it's just one of these things. You just, you know, you get into that funk and you just can't wake up and get out of it. I think that's what's going on with me. 233-9988, that's the number for the show this morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Oh, sorry I missed you. Um, but I think that's what's wrong. I'm, I'm still in this, this couch-laying mode. Anyhow, uh, Congressman Dunn, uh, he was supposed to be on the show today. Um, but due to some last-minute scheduling things that happened yesterday, uh, he's not able to do the show today. But we did automatically just go and reschedule him. Uh, didn't take that as a no, not coming on. Uh, instead, he has now been rescheduled for coming up on Thursday the 16th. Where he, we're actually going to have him in studio, which uh, which gives us a little bit more uh, flexibility. Um, and one of the... This is one of the problems that we have when we when we have schedule some of these interviews with um, with the congressmen, the senators, is a lot of the times they're on very, very tight schedules. Uh, in, in fact, when we're in the middle of the interviews, a lot of the times their, their handlers are texting us going, uh, hey, he's got to wrap it up in like two minutes. You've got two minutes. Hey, you got a minute. Hey, wrap it up, wrap it. So it's kind of distracting sometimes, but they, they only have, uh, X number of time because uh, often they've they've got a meeting they got to be into a vote they got to be into uh, or they've got other media obligations they got to be into. So the fact that we're going to have the senator in studio with us or the the congressman in studio with us on the sixteenth uh, is a good thing because we've got a lot to talk about. As a matter of fact, hang on, let me grab it. I put it away for a minute. All right, here it is. We got to talk about this one. This is one of the things that we're going to chat with uh, the congressman about because, quite honestly, uh, I'm confused as to why he even supported it. And based on a bunch of messages uh, that I got, both direct messages and posts on our Facebook, uh, you guys got a lot of questions that you want to have asked to the congressman. So, obviously, we're, we've got a lot to talk about. So, having him in studio will be a little bit better because uh, we can spend more time. Uh, and this is actually something that he and I have talked about a few times uh, to actually have Congressman done here in the studio. Uh, that way we can have a little bit more. But we do want to talk with him about the House Resolution 550. Uh, and this is an act to amend the Public Health Service Act with respect to immunization system data modernization and expansion and for other purposes. And I always hate it when they put down and for other purposes because that means... Uh, hold up, get on the floor. If you got that booty, uh, you got to start reading this thing. And it's not that big of a bill. It really isn't. It's about, I'm going to say it's 14 pages, but when you actually break it down to, um, to what it really is, if you, if you take out the triple spacing and the, you know, the one third of the actual page that it puts up, it's probably only seven pages long. So it's not that long of an act. But one of the things that we have to think about with this, uh, the act is to be cited as the Immunization Infrastructure Modernization Act of 2021. And the overall idea of this is to be able to have a better system to be able to track uh, the COVID immune, uh, immunization. Now, I just told you the story about the, uh, the Australian COVID camps and the 26-year-old woman who 
was sent to one of these camps, despite the fact that she tested not only negative prior to, but three times while she was there for the two weeks, she tested negative each and every time. And she was sent there, in her words, because one of her friends tested positive and that she didn't tell the authorities properly that, hey, uh, yeah, I, I, I got the, uh, I got tested or didn't get tested. So imagine what a database like this will be for. Now, keep in mind that as the uh, Omicron uh, is starting to spread here in the U.S. now, and, and apparently it's in like, what, two-thirds of the states already? Uh, you know, just on Thursday or Friday last week, there was one person in San Francisco that had it, and now two-thirds of the country has it. Isn't that amazing? But all of the doctors that are treating that in, in areas like South Africa and the ones that are now treating it here, they're saying the same exact thing. They're saying that, oh, yeah, it spreads fast, but uh, you know what? It's nowhere near as uh, dangerous and deadly as the other one. It really just has some very mild symptoms. And they're also talking about how COVID looks like it'll never go away. Oh, no kidding. Neither did the flu. We just have a different variant of the flu every year. And that is pretty much what COVID is shaping up to be. COVID is shaping up to be the next variant of the flu. You know, we're getting blindsided left and right uh, with all of this panic and this fear, and we got to lock down. We got to, do and then what are the doctors saying? It's just mild symptoms. It's not that dangerous, not that deadly. Oh, but we got to lock everything down. Quick, put your mask on. But the, the question is, is what kind of dangers do we have? Giving the government more of your medical information. Because right now, and this is another topic that I had brought up uh, on the podcast that I did over the weekend. And the thing is, the Democrats have been using COVID as a political weapon for a year and a half now, almost two years now. And they did it to be able to manipulate elections. And they're doing it to be able to have whatever kind of control they can over you. And they're losing that control. They're losing that control because, one, a lot of Americans have finally actually started reading the writing on the wall and going, wait a second, this something's not right here. We're all seeing that uh, the COVID strains, the new ones, are not as bad as the original. We're seeing that the thing that was 99% survivable without a vaccine is now less than what it was before. People aren't stupid. There's a lot that are stupid, and there's a lot that are following this thing like sheep. But most of us are not that dumb, and we see it. So the question is, what would they use a database like this for? And why would you use it? There was 80 Republicans, 80, 80 Republicans that actually signed on to this. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Congressman Dunn is the only Republican from Florida that did. Because uh, all of our surrounding ones uh, here in the Panhandle and North Florida did not. And granted, you know, he is a doctor. He may be looking at some things a little bit differently. And, and maybe he is looking at it from a doctor's perspective. But we'll talk about that with him when he comes on uh, in 10 days. I wish it was sooner than this. I really do. 
but I'm not going to let this go. This is something that's important. Uh, you know, we, we want to know why it is that the congressman did actually vote for this thing. But the, uh, the H.R. 55, uh, the Public Service Health Act, uh, to do the amendment of it, to modernize the data capacity, the data keeping of this. Now, again, this is not a very big bill. It's only 14 pages in its length. And like I said, break it down and it's really about seven when you, uh, when you make it re- really normal reading. Actually, it's probably even less than that because this is a big type, double-spaced, only one-third of the page. But part of this is, uh, you know, supporting the standardization of immunization information systems to accelerate uh, the, uh, the health information technology, including with health information technology certified under section blah, 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 blah. So this really truly is another tracking device for the government. Uh, so disappointed in the fact that, uh, that Congressman Dunn did actually support that. But we'll talk with him about that uh, when we do have him on. Uh, here in the studio on the 16th. And of course, uh, there's a bunch of questions that have been submitted. Please feel free to keep submitting those questions. Uh, we'll build those up and uh, and we will ask the congressman uh, exactly what's uh, what's on your mind. Because uh, as we are entering the re-election season, uh, this is something that uh, we need to, even if we weren't entering it, we still need to know. Uh, and honestly, I've had some very open conversations with the congressman uh, and he's willing to discuss these things. Um, even though... Uh, he does get a bad rep, uh, you know, it, and that's, <laughs> I think that's one of the dangers of being in politics. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're always going to get that bad rep. Uh, and uh, there's always going to be people that uh, that think that you don't communicate. Uh, some people think you do communicate. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it kind of sucks to be a politician in that sense. But he is willing to come on the show and, and talk about this stuff. And uh, when we've talked about other things in the short period of time, he's always told me that this isn't enough time to talk. So, uh, in studio, coming up at the 16th, mark your calendar on that. Follow us on Facebook. We'll remind you uh, of the interview as that happens there. So AOC is now getting, uh, she's getting some serious flack. And she's getting blasted for attempting to pretty much just downplay all the smash and grow, grow uh, uh, smash and grab crime wave that has been hitting uh, retail outlets for months now. And not just in California. This is growing now across the country. And speaking with the Washington Times last week, AOC dismissed the allegations of organized retail theft as a hoax with not much evidence to back it up. 
And she said, a lot of these allegations of organized retail theft are not actually planned out. Um, I believe like it's a Walgreens in California cited, but the data didn't back it up. The data didn't back it up. Are you that? Yes, you are. You are that stupid AOC. You don't need data to sit there and look at a situation where 80 people show up to a Nordstrom's with masks, their cars parked right out front the door, all at the same time, by the way. Everybody runs in. Everybody grabs stuff they want. Everybody runs out, jumps in their car, and boom, off they go. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out, oh, that was planned. And then when you see the other things going on, uh, that was planned. It's not just, you know, Joe uh, Shoplifter over here walking in the store and stuffing stuff into his shirt and walking out. When you have a mob of people that come running in there, eh, you know, that's a good indication that maybe this is planned a little bit. But contrary to the, uh, the Democrats' claims, the smash-and-grab crime wave has several impacted uh, retail outlets with up to tens of billions of dollars in losses. And this according to the Associated Press. Tens of billions of dollars in losses at the end of the year at Christmas time. At a time when we also have a shipping shortage. So how much more is this going to affect people other than the stores, people's jobs, but other people that like maybe was going to try and go out and actually, you know, purchase these items for their loved ones. And now they can't because the stores have gotten robbed. And it was just last Friday that authorities in San Francisco's Bay Area conducted what they described as one of the largest retail theft busts in California history, uncovering upwards of $8 million worth of merchandise from CVS, Target, and Walgreens. $8 million, AOC. That's not a, uh, hey, what are you doing? You want to go down to CVS and steal some stuff? All right. No, this is a little bit more planned than that. And she doesn't get it. She's so stupid. It's unbelievable. And then you've got the news crews. Now, I've got a lot of friends that work in the news media. But I've also got to admit that the media has done a craptastic job in the past four years. They really have. As a whole, they have done a craptastic job. Uh, individuals, there's some that are better than others. Uh, but as a whole, not so much. And now journalists who are covering uh, the crime wave over in Oakland, California, are now becoming the victims of crimes as news crews are now being robbed of expensive equipment. And those crimes include the recent shooting death of a security guard who was working uh, for a local media outlet. The tragic turn of events last week and the unbating levels of violent crime has caused us to further enhance our safety procedures, said Jim Rose, vice president and general manager of uh, K-Ron, uh, which is a big television station out there in Oakland area. And he said, we have made immediate adjustments to our news gathering process and are also actively reviewing long-term systematic changes to our coverage of the Bay Area. That is not good. That is not good when journalists can't go out and actually report the news, and I use that term loosely, because they're going to be attacked. 
That's a problem because now they can't report the news. Instead, they're going to do it from a distance. And it's bad enough that they get pretty darn biased about it uh, when they're actually on site. Imagine what it's going to be like when they're not actually there to actually see the details and the facts themselves. Instead, they're going to have to take the word from a report or eyewitnesses that they may have seen or whatever, but they're not going to be there to actually do the reporting. Think about what that does to the First Amendment with the freedom of the press. Now, granted, the press, um, you know, they haven't exactly been on the winning side in, in the past few years. But this is a dangerous thing. Now, hopefully, uh, TV stations like K-Ron and others, and maybe even some of the networks, will start waking up to this and realizing, we got to start reporting the truth on this. We got to start reporting the fact that that our elected officials, our prosecutors, our, our DAs, our, 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 our mayors, our senators, and all these guys, they're supporting this type of lawlessness in our community. Because the people aren't stupid. They can see it. And you start reporting it like it's not really there. You lose a lot of credibility. Three letters for you. CNN. People don't trust them. And of course, the uh, the West, the White House uh, press secretary, Circleback Saki, she was asked about the uh, the root cause of a lot of the smash and grab that's been going on. And of course, as predicted, she came right out and she said that, um, well, you know, like the pandemic is like a big root cause for all of this. No, the the pandemic is not a root cause for it. It, the root cause of this type of a, an activity that's going on is weak politicians and progressive ideology that has allowed this. That is exactly what has happened with this. But on Friday, on Fox News and the America's Newsroom, San Jose Mayor Sam Leonardo, uh, Licardo disagreed with the White House press secretary's assertion that the, uh, the pandemic's root cause uh, of the recent wave of all these smash and grabs is because of um, the pandemic. And he said, uh, when being asked by Dana Perino, the White House yesterday said, they believe that the pandemic is the root cause of a lot of the smash and grab. Do you think that's right? And he said, no. I think criminals are the root of smash and grab crimes. And criminals uh, come up with new arrangements every time we try to catch them on the old ones. And this is just the nature of crime enforcement. Look, I'm a former prosecutor. We've just got to be more nimble. We've got to use technology tools, and we need to be smart about how we use police departments. But it's not just that, dude. You also have to make sure that you follow through and prosecute the crimes. You've got to get the politicians to get off of this no-bail BS because they don't care. Oh, yeah, I'm probably going to get arrested for this, but that's all right because I'll be home for dinner tonight and probably won't even be charged with it because, oh, you know, it's a petty thing. It's not that big of a deal. It just goes to show how out of touch uh, so many of these politicians really, truly are in this world. It's sad. We got to take a quick little break. We'll be back in just a second. This is The Brian Rush Show, and you're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. Good morning. 
feeling a little thirsty? Nothing quenches it better than an ice-cold bottle of Liberal Tears from the Brian Rush Show Bottled Water Company. Now, let's get those tears running on New Stock at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning. Thanks so much for listening today. So the big news that came out of uh, Lynn Haven last night, there was a, a stabbing last night around 6 o'clock. Uh, right there in the uh, the, the uh, Gang Griffin Park, which has now claimed the life of a 14-year-old boy uh, and also has put another one uh, in critical condition in the hospital. Lynn Haven Police did announce, though, uh, last night that they did actually get the suspect in that, uh, that stabbing and is now in custody. Uh, and uh, this will be a, an ongoing investigation, I'm sure, but uh, an absolutely tragic thing to happen last night in the city of Lynn Haven. Uh, to, to lose a 14-year-old in the stabbing. Uh, it just, I mean, it's mind-blowing to think about that. 14-year-olds uh, getting involved in this type of an activity. Uh, one in critical condition, one uh, unfortunately succumbed to his, uh, his wounds, and another now in custody. Really, when you look at it, it's, it's three lives that have now been pretty much destroyed. It's sad that we get to that point uh, in our in our in our world, uh, but uh, at least they did get the uh, the suspect. Uh, of course, thoughts and prayers go out to the family of the the fourteen year old that did not make it, uh, and and prayers for the uh, the other fourteen year old that is uh, currently in the hospital uh, under some critical conditions. So that's the uh, the latest story that happened in Lynn Haven last night. Suspect is in custody, which is a good thing. Hang on, we got to take a break for news coming up here at the top of the hour. We'll be right back. This is The Brian Rush Show. You're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. Sometimes the only way to stop him from talking is to cut his mic off and play some commercials. But don't worry, he'll probably pick right back up where he left off. More of The Brian Rush Show is next on News Talk at 101. WYOO Springfield. This is News Talk at 101. News Talk at 101. Panama City's Information Station. Now. Ladies and gentlemen. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch. And doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show, hour number two. And yes, Congressman Neil Dunn uh, had to reschedule, not going to be on the show today, unfortunately. But we do have him rescheduled to be in studio coming up on the uh, 16th. So he he will be here. We will ask him a lot of questions. And again, uh, you can go to our Facebook page, uh, either News Talking 101 or The Brian Rush Show. And uh, there is a post there announcing him coming on. And there's a lot of questions that are being posted there. So if you uh, if you've got some questions you want me to ask, by all means, head on over there and um, and put that on there. And if you want it to be discreet, just message me, message me, and let me know what's on your mind. And we will uh, we will try and get as many questions in for the congressman as possible. And of course, uh, my big thing is HR five five zero and his vote for that. We'll find out uh, what his thoughts were behind it when we do have him uh, coming on. Uh, what is that next week? I don't even know. What is today? Today's the 6th. So, yeah, it will be uh, next Thursday. 
See, here's my problem. I'm going on vacation next month. So right now, I'm in total mode of, uh, of vacation. Like, nothing else is running through my brain at all except for um, the whole thought of margaritas and nothing else. I'm, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So, yeah, next Thursday, Congressman Dunn will be joining us on the show uh, in studio. So we'll be able to, to ask him all kinds of questions and talk with him about uh, a lot of your concerns, a lot of the, uh, the things that you're worried about, uh, and more. So uh, get your questions in for that. So it doesn't look very good for Kamala Harris and her staff. Uh, there's been, uh, what, about three different high-profile staff members that have exited Kamala Harris's, um, uh, her office, the gang, which includes a lot of her communications people. And her staff has reportedly endured a constant backstabbing chaos and dissatisfaction since assuming office in January. And, of course, the, uh, the latest one uh, that did say see you later, bye, was Simone Sanders, who was a, uh, a senior advisor and communications director. And uh, she left, and Kamala Harris was talking to the press the other day and giving the whole, ha, ha, she did a great job. She's so smart. Ha, 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 ha. And um, she, um, you know, I support her for whatever she's going on to do. Ha, 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 ha. And um, I mean that sincerely. And, of course, you know that whenever somebody says that, I mean it sincere, sincerely. I really do mean it. You know they are so full of it. They don't sincerely mean it. But numerous sources have also leaked to the establishment media in recent months about the feud with Harris's office that has spilled out over the administration. And they've done it with some tantalizing details. The infighting has resulted in four staffers uh, heading for the exits before the new year. And the latest leaks swirled around on Friday that indicate that the vice president's office was ripe for the, th- uh, was uh, <laughs> was basically just full of unhappy, unhappy staffers. And uh, all of them were been doing nothing but jockeying for influence, which is so, I, sometimes I really hate that. I, I, I hate people that, that think that you have to have influence. You know, you can make an impact without having influence. Get your egos in check. You'll be okay. And the sad thing about it too is that all of these staffers are young. It's not like it's somebody in their 40s or 50s or 60s, whatever that's there. Uh, No, they're young. A lot of them are in their 20s. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And they're jockeying for influence. Now, here's an idea. Jockey for some knowledge and experience. Then you get the influence later on when people respect you. 
Uh, but sources had told The Hill that no one seemed happy and that due to too much dissatisfaction that they had to turn over the office. And there was no real flow chart. I think there was a, a constant fear of backstabbing. One person told The Hill uh, about the communications department. The lack of office organization has left staffers angry about being treated like um, uh, in the work environment or abuse. And this one, that report was coming from, uh, from Breitbart. And aides have also shown their anxiety over white man transportation secretary Pete Buttigieg's potential 2024 presidential bid, calling it disrespectful to Harris. Buttigieg, however has publicly downplayed his ambitions to become the president of the United States. And there is some tension there going on between uh, Harris and Buttigieg, which in a lot of ways just don't make any sense. But I think a lot of her staff should realize, look, Kamala Harris, she's just not bright. She's an evil woman. This is something that those on the right have been saying uh, over and over and over again, but y'all didn't want to listen. So now, can we just say this? told you so we told you that she was going to be like this and you didn't want to hear it you didn't want to listen well surprise but uh, more and more staffers ha- have been leaking the way that they've been feeling uh, to a lot of the establishment media uh, not looking good for Harris in her office I'm just waiting to see how long it is before they replace her and when they do I'm telling you right now Susan Rice Susan Rice will be the replacement for Kamala Harris Mark my words on that. That'll be what will happen. And of course, the establishment, they're still in total freakout mode over Donald Trump. And whether it be the, the Democrats that are freaking out over him or the establishment Republican groups that are freaking out over him. There are now five GOP senators that have donated to the opponent of Trump-endorsed Senate candidates in, in Alabama. Five Republican senators donated a total of $25,000 to the Senate campaign of Katie Britt, who the the primary opponent of the uh, Trump-endorsed Mo Brooks. They haven't liked Mo Brooks since day one because of the fact that he stands up for Alabamians and Americans, and Trump endorsed him. Kate Britt, uh, she served as the chief of staff for Richard Shelby, who was a senator there. Uh, whose seat she and Brooks are now vowing for. And she announced her run for Senate back in June, uh, two months after President Trump endorsed Mo Brooks. And according to the uh, the FEC, records first reported by Politico that the political action committees for five GOP senators, which include Senator Michael Crapo, I don't even know if that's how you pronounce his name, but that's how his name's going to be, Crapo, because he is kind of a Crapo. Uh, with the Freedom Fund of his. Also, Deborah Fisher of Nebraska, uh, Senator James uh, Inhofs of Oklahoma, and uh, Jody Ernest of, uh, where is she? She's West Virginia. And Shelly Moore of West Virginia. They've all contributed to the candidate that is going up against the endorsed one by Donald Trump. And Trump said in a statement in July, uh, that Brit is not qualified. He said, I see that the rhino from uh, rhino senator from Alabama's close friend and old crow Mitch McConnell, uh, Shelby, Richard Shelby, is pushing hard to have his assistant fight the great Mo Brooks for his Senate seat. 
She's not in any way qualified and is certainly not what our country needs. But oh my God, it's my turn. This is what I hate about establishment politicians uh, when it comes to these people that, that get their circle together and they decide who's going to be the next person. And of course, um, Shelby endorsed Brit days after she announced the candidacy back in June. And he said that she's like family. She, she's make, uh, she'd make a good candidate. I don't care if she'd make a good candidate, but she'd make a good senator. That's the question. But he did say that she's probably the best qualified candidate to come along in a long time. I support her. I'd vote for her. And Senators uh, Tommy Tuberville of Alabama and Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, both who've won their seats in, in 2020 with Trump's support, attended a fundraiser for Brit last week. Here's the thing. The establishment, they still hate Donald Trump on both sides, Republican and Democrat, and they will not let it go. You would think that somebody who has zero influence at all, they could just walk away from him and let it go, but they don't. There's so much fear coming from the establishment about Donald Trump that it really truly has to make you wonder what's going on. Why are you guys so afraid of Donald Trump? And then when you look at the poll numbers, and that makes sense because Republicans today still have strong support for Donald Trump and less and less support for the establishment groups because they're tired of the establishments. And I'm sorry, Lindsey Graham needs to go. And I'm disappointed that, uh, that Tommy Tuberville uh, would do this and, and kind of stab Trump's support in the back. But Lindsey Graham, I mean, he's the epitome of a rhino. So if he was to exit, uh, I would be more than okay with that. But it's sad to see the establishments uh, continuing to jump on this whole thing and, uh, and and just not realize that Trump is still supported by a lot of people. He's going to be the candidate in 2024 if he decides. And at this point, he probably has a really good chance of winning. But the Republican Party, by the way, the damage that these guys are going to do uh, in 2022 is really, truly outstanding. 233-9988. That is the number for the show this morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Morning, Brian. Hey, Earl. Earl. How are you, buddy? What's hey. going on? Doing good. Got a back strap off a of muley deer for mm. breakfast. There you go. <laughs> you know what that is? That's the choicest piece of meat on any deer's back strap. There's one on the left, one on the right. One, that, two that's pieces. right. Right. Yeah. It's good. It's going to be good. I'm cooking it real slow. But I was listening to you just now. You're talking about the Republicans. Yeah. Huh. And the Democrats. Huh. You know what? I've been watching Panama City this weekend, just watching the news. Republican Party's awful quiet on what Mr. Dunn did. They're not really awful. It may, it may not be in the news, but let me tell you, um, based on a lot of the Facebook activity uh, that I have received, um, uh -huh. the Republican Party itself may be quiet. You know, the establishment party, uh, but the people, yes, yeah. the people are pissed. They want some answers as well, to what, people, what's going on. Well, let me give you all a fantastic truth. Yeah. The people can be kicked off. It doesn't mean diddly squat. Have you heard anything from the Republic, local Republican leadership in Bay County? 
You know what? Actually, mm. since um, since uh, Congressman Dunn did make that vote, I haven't actually talked with any of the leaders uh, in the county. I've I've actually well, been I, busy, so no, I haven't no, no. talked to him. No, no, I didn't ask you to talk to him. I asked if you'd heard anything. You know, Facebook, Twitter. Well, you know News what? Carol, Here's other the thing. radio stations. Here's the thing: is that uh, radio station? You know the 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 it's, it's so weird with with Bay County. I mean, and a lot of it is probably because of the fact that it's a a small small city in the media aspect. There really is never really that much coverage. I mean, like our local media outlets, no, they isn't. don't they don't really do politics. Um, so it's kind of hard to get that. So I mean. Really, truly, the only source that you're going to get any of their opinions uh, really is when I get them on the show here. Um, because yeah. local media just, they don't cover politics. So in a situation like that, you're well, not going to see one of the TV stations or the Snooze Herald no. go out and ask the those only, questions. Let me tell you what local media for the Bay County would cover. If a porcupine, somebody painted it, let's say orange, that's the international color for help painted a porcupine orange, and this porcupine went down to the beach and was doing the Cotton Eye Joe holding a beer. The news people would be right there. It'd be with film at 11, you know. They'd be right there on top of it. But something important? No. Your radio news stations are not going to cover it. You're right. But it's called because the people do not matter one diddly squat. You know what? You know what? Diddly left town. I'm I'm actually going to defend uh, the media outlets when it comes to that because this size right. market when it comes to media, um, they just it, it's it's kind of, and I don't want to call it an unwritten rule, but it's it's just kind of one of those things where politics is just not something that is covered in the news, uh, and there's there's various well, reasons for it. Um, not, you know, that they're bought out or anything along that lines. It's just not, a, say that. not a priority for, uh, you know, a, a small market uh, local news station because they've got limited resources. So, you know, for them to really right. cover that is difficult. And that's that's why we have shows like this, to be able to try and get these answers. Well, your show's fine, but they're not bought out. No, they're not. It's, but some people will say that. That's why I said good. it. So that people will invest in it. They'll come down there and they'll want to stay. And they want to be like Miami Beach and West Palm. That's been known for years. And that's all they care about. The, you know, you could talk, you can, people could say, well, Bay County is, the, the panhandle is a big Republican stronghold. Whoopie-doo. What do you do about it? Nothing. You talk. I'm not saying you or your show. Your show is a relief compared to the other garbage out there. But people, your politicians, whether they be local, federal, state, they don't give diddly hook about any of you. I don't, I don't, I don't care know what that's, where that's you Democrat. Hang on. Hang, just hang on a minute. They don't care unless it's voting time, unless they need your pressure or your dollars to get reelected. That's the only time they care. Otherwise, they go do what they want to do. They use tax money like it's their own private bank account. Doesn't matter what level they're at. And the people do not care for this one reason, Brian. They think that they can get on their Harleys and they put their wives on the back and ride up down the road with their 10-cent flags made in China. And everybody loves them. Hey, how you doing, y'all? We're throwing ten. We're throwing beads, hundred to the dollar. You know what? That's all 
people care about buying is looking good and holding a drink in their hand. They do not care what I Washington don't, does. I don't, I don't, they don't, I don't care know about what that. local politics is. I don't know about that 100%. I'm, I mean, it's, I ain't said 100. Yeah, I mean, the majority there's, of there's it some, is that yeah. way. Hey, Earl, have you had your coffee yet this morning? I'm working on it. Okay. I have this called uh, lemon and orange. I had to crush it up with my hunting knife because I still can't find my coffee grinder. Ah, uh, so you need I to get that. You, you, just, you. you seem extra grumpy this morning. That's why I was just asking you if, uh, if you've had your coffee. It's, I didn't make it strong enough. <laughs> it's still it's been boiling for a half hour. Yeah, and it's still not strong enough. I had to crush them beans something awful. But I was listening to that, and I know you go have Mister Dunn on. I respect the man, but yeah, no, there's a lot of questions no, that need to be no. asked from them. But um, you, know, you know, I think it, I think that people do care more than more than you realize. It's you know, and this is one of the problems that that, uh, that Republicans and conservatives had for a very long time. It's it's yeah. not that they don't care. It's just that they don't put the effort into it. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why the Democrats for so long have been able to just really walk all over it. I mean, people, they've got their lives to live. And you're right. You know, the, those who want to jump on their motorcycle and ride around or do whatever, it, it appears that they don't care because they're living their life, which is something I wish Democrats would start doing a little bit more of. But um, you, you they really do life, care. But, but, you know, there's a saying, with great power comes great responsibility. That is true. And if you take out the word great, with power comes responsibility. But I wanted you to ask Mr. Dunn something for me. Yeah. Which is this. How many terms do you have to serve? Now, he's in the House, correct? Yeah, he's in the House. How many terms do you have to serve before you qualify for your retirement? You know what? I if, think it's two. If, if, if I'm not mistaken, I think that has changed. Um, and I'll have to look that up because I remember at one point uh, they were changing that so that they they didn't get the automatic retirement thing anymore and that they actually had to invest yeah. in it. Um, so I, I, yeah. I think that has changed well, since the way it used to be. Because I think it used to be like one term and then bang, you get it for life. Uh, it was the way that it used to life. be. You got your salary, you got 100% medical, you got right, retirement, you're covered, baby. I'm pretty sure that has actually all changed and they actually had to contribute to it. And there's so there, there is some change that happened to it. Um, and that's a good thing for me to look into to find out exactly yeah. what it is on that. But, but I mean, the other question don't, too, don't, don't, don't let him do the political thing and go out there and yada, 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 and sound like AOC and not say anything about what he just did and what he voted for. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about that. No, we're going to, we're going to him to do that. We're going to talk about the, uh, the HR five, five, zero. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's some sort of a medical reason behind it, but uh, I think a lot of us are looking at it as going, okay, this is uh, this is something that the government doesn't need to know about, um, you know. And yeah, it just it seems, it seems he, odd he, that he uh, he would vote for that when, when he had his practice there in Bay County. Was it a medical reason? Did he share his patients' records all over the place like the government wants to do? Well, see, as a doctor, so. you can't do that, and 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 there's. There's, there's a lot of things when it comes to the HIPAA laws that people don't understand. And, and I believe me, I didn't even understand a lot of it until I did a little bit of research on it. The HIPAA laws, Aggravating. they barely protect you at all. They, they hardly protect you at all. Um, and, and that that is something that, to me, is is a big issue. And they, they really, truly need to to work on that. Uh, but we're going to talk with the, with the, the congressman about that and, and see uh, see why he supported that. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, you know, the HIPAA laws sound like going to a strip club. It looks good, but it barely protects you at all. <laughs> <laughs> Only you, Earl, can take that and twist it in that direction. I'm telling you. All right, Earl, go drink some more of your coffee. I, get a, I need more coffee. Yes, you do. You definitely need some more coffee. Uh, thanks for the call. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll chat with you well, later on. You too. Bye-bye. Right. We got to take a quick little break. We'll be back in just a minute. This is the Brian Rush Show. You're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. Sean Hannity, 2 to 5 p.m. on News Talk at 101. Having more fun analyzing the progressive left than a happy hour at Nancy Pelosi's place. This is the Brian Rust Show on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, 233-9988, that is the phone number that you can get on the show this morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rust Show. Well, I, I got to tell you, I enjoyed Earl. I know he got under your skin a little bit, but he's, no. uh, he's a truth teller. No, Earl but, never but gets under my skin. You, um, <laughs> I got one for Earl. Uh, is uh, what do you think Winnie Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, thinks about our number one leader pooing in his pants? <laughs> do you know who Winnie the Pooh is? Of course, I know who Winnie the Pooh is. Who is Winnie the Pooh? Uh, as in, as in the 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 book character, or is there somebody completely different? Are you referring to like uh, Jerry Nadler? I would not refer to a beautiful little character in a book. To this thing that we have <laughs> running things these days, okay? Okay. I like to talk about a soft dictator. He's very soft. He's very, very soft. Yeah. But but you have to realize something, Brian. I got news for you. Yeah. Democracies. You know, it took me a long time. I, you know, I, I studied a little, even a little bit of sociology. I'm gonna get my little studio here, so I'm not echoed. Um, studied a little sociology, and I found out something. It's democracy is I really found out it's for the dumb people because it makes people feel like they actually have a part of government and you got to realize something these guys that are running for these offices they got a lot of money okay if you got a lot of money you can buy a lot of things and it makes people happy and so <clears throat> never do we really vote for these guys they buy their office kind of like on Napoleon Dynamite I don't know if you remember the movie, the guys going around, mm-hmm. you know, running for office and that kind of stuff. The guy had to put on a good show, right, to win office, right? right. He had to put on a good show. And it, that, I'll tell you the and What was his show name? It was this, Pedro, right? Pedro. Yeah. Pedro. Pedro. But I don't know if you can make that movie these days, but anyway. Like, probably not. Um, anyway, uh, I want to ask you a quick, quick question on economics in the United States of America. Okay. Who started the biggest Ponzi scheme ever? And don't say Bernie Madoff. Because you're way off if you say that, but go ahead. I'll, I'll allow you to uh, the come US, up with that. If you don't the know, U.S. government. The U.S. government. Social Security. <clears throat> no, it was actually, um, there was a guy that was in the wheelchair. They thought he had polio, but he actually had 
they proved the again brave that they don't want to change the diagnosis of the guy. Do you know who I'm talking about? Mm, when he was no. sick, he had his wife was running the, the country. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Teddy yeah. Roosevelt. Yeah, he started Social Security, the biggest Ponzi scheme in world history. Yeah. World history that's being run. And if you don't think it's a Ponzi scheme, go look up and see who Ponzi is and how many times Ponzi went to jail. Over and over and over again. Yes, there is a guy named Ponzi. Most oh, yeah. people that, know that's, that, Yeah, there is a story behind Yeah, history. You know, you got to yeah. learn history. But uh, yeah, Ponzi scheme right, was actually right, but people don't want to learn history because they have a phone with them. I know. Let's go back to HIPAA in 1992. Mm-hmm. HIPAA laws. Who was coming into office during HIPAA? That was, uh, what, 92? That was, uh, was that Clinton? Bush. Bush. That's it. That's it. He, Clinton, um, I don't know if he might have had some problems in his medical record. He did not want to be embarrassed by, but boy, he got onto that really, really quickly. But this goes back to democracy. Do democracies win wars? Let's no. talk about World War II. Oh, well, the United States is a democracy. It's really not a democracy. It's a republic. And actually, who? There's one person responsible for winning in Europe, because the United States did not win in Europe. Ike was there a little bit late, you know, a couple years late. Because we had to, we had to wait for Pearl Harbor to happen. But who was the one man who was responsible for the victory in Europe? Uh, I'm going to okay, go um, wild guess and say Stalin. You got it. It's a dictator. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. Yeah. Now, rules of engagement are, mer- are very for, different. No, wait, I got to get. I got to get the other side of the story. Yeah. So VJ Day. There's one person. One person who is responsible for winning the war against Japan. What is his name? Uh, the one person for winning the war against Japan. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to say our president, but I'm, I'm sure I'm probably not correct. No, it's not a president because we have a president. We don't have a dictator. Dictators win wars. Oppenheimer, he invented the bomb. Uh, that's right. Yeah, okay? Oppenheimer. The man who invented the bomb. Okay, so Stalin and Oppenheimer. Okay, now let's go back to Oppenheimer. Was he or was he not a traitor to this country after he did that? That he was. Because he turned around and gave Stalin the bomb mm-hmm. through the Rosenbergs. Right. Okay? Now, can you prove that? Now, you have to realize, so World War II could have been won by a dictator and a traitor. Yeah. Yeah. How do, you, mean, how do you feel about that? How do you well, feel about that? Did I hit you in the gut this morning? No. It's you, almost you didn't, Harbor. <laughs> you didn't hit me in the gut with that one because there is a reality behind that. And, and I think anybody that's, that's actually served in the military knows that the U.S. military has a lot of rules of engagement, and a lot of those are based upon the humanitarian uh, thinking of the politicians and everything else. A dictator doesn't care. Go kill him. You know, I mean, there, it's a, a different attitude. Will kill 90% of his people. And he did. And nine, well, not 90%. You know better yeah, than he, that. He, but he killed, killed a lot, lot of, of people. Yeah. But they, they, but, and that's the same thing. Winnie the Pooh said that he can win a nuclear war because if, even if he kills out 85% of his own population, I'm not joking, I know the math, even if he wipes out 85% of his own population, they get rid of that zero or one child, two child, three child policy, and they will reproduce faster than anyone else. Because Southeast Asians, well, you got to admit, have the highest IQs. I mean, look how fast they built uh, Shanghai. Yeah, My well, God. Well, China's actually lifted that uh, that ban on the uh, the one child thing uh, because they're running That's out of right. kids. That's right. And yeah. guess what? They're so buying. Like last this year? Is, this is, this is, well, this is the biggest thing is China is buying more property 
than any entity in the entire world. They're yep. buying farmland. Buy They're buying everything. mineral rights right here in the United States. And guess what? We're closing down pipelines. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so anyway, if you don't know that Winnie the Pooh is your president, Brian, <laughs> okay, I'm telling you this today. I'm probably the very first person to ever tell you this. See, I just, Winnie I, the Pooh. I can't associate Sorry. Winnie the Pooh with him because I always loved Winnie the Pooh, and I can't do that. Oh, I never liked Winnie the Pooh. He was an idiot. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, he was, was but, idiot. but he was a cuddly Eeyore, little idiot. I'm going to tell you something. There <laughs> is a Eeyore's birthday party in Austin, Texas, and what do you think these guys do all day long at Eeyore's birthday party? Uh, okay, that's what that, that's what that, Stories about, and Brian, you didn't even know about that, did That's you? That's funny. That you is thought funny. they just kind of bounced around. What do you think Tigger's on? Okay. Uh, yeah, he's on meth or something. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, exactly. there's no way it's that like anybody Daffy can be Duck. like that. I mean, nobody even it's does like that. Hey, yeah. let me ask you. Did we cover did we cover at least 10 subjects this morning? I think so, yeah. And you know what? It's it, okay. One thing I got to point out um, about you when you do call in, it's history. And and there are there are things about history that people just don't know, uh, you know. And sure, it's it's complex to get into a lot of the history, but those who fail to learn from history again are always going to be doomed to repeat it. Uh, and there's a lot of things about history that we have been candy coated with. Um, there's a lot about history that I just completely forgot because I I've studied so much. Well, history. the most important part of history, the lightning strike here, is Solomon, the most the wisest man to have ever lived to that point wrote the book of Proverbs. And if you were going to read a proverb today, which proverb would you read? I don't know. I, I'm not a big proverb person. So today's the sixth. There's 31 proverbs. See, all you have to read is the proverb of the day. You don't even have to think about it. Today's the sixth, right? Right. So you read Proverbs 6, 31 proverbs. And you say, well, what do you do on <clears throat> months that only has 30 days or 29 days? I don't know. But read an I got to tell one. you something. If if you read a proverb a day, you will get wiser, okay? And guess what? If you eat one less meal a day, you will be more fit. That's true. Okay? That is true. Very okay? good, wise so, advice there. All right. Give, hey, listen, give your GI a rest and fast every once in a while. Say some prayers, read your Proverbs, and you'll be wiser. Have a good one, Brian. Give me Thanks, a call bud. before I move away. Talk right. to you later. We'll, do. we'll talk with you later. And uh, 233 that is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Good morning. Hey, how are you? I am doing good. I am calling, um, referring to a comment you made last week. Uh-oh. And first I want to make, yeah, first I want to make sure you know that I absolutely love your show and listen to it almost every morning as I drive to work because I am headed to my job as a PE teacher. All right. And you mentioned, and you mentioned that Kyle Rittenhouse was not going to college just to be a PE teacher. He was going to, to maybe be uh, some other type of field. You know what I mean? Do you remember that comment? Yes, yes. Was, was it a PE teacher yes. that I said or something? I, or it was like some oh, yeah, bizarre thing. Said, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that. So I thought, wait a minute. <laughs> if you only knew, that would be a very valuable job for him to have. It would. That is a state law. It would be a, it's a state law to have PE. And every teacher at the school has to love their PE teachers because that's when they all get their planning. <laughs> that is true. That is true. But you know what? Actually, I, I, I probably should have been a little bit more specific about that rather than just saying PE teachers because 
Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, PE is not like it was when you and I were in school. Um, but I think I what, what I probably should have referred to more is like, you know, women's studies or some bizarre thing like that. I don't know why PE came like first to mind. Um, but you're right. You know, right. PE is important. But, um, yeah. I know, but I was joking, and I said <laughs> I have to call back in because that was funny to me. But it is a law, so someone out there thankfully thinks it's necessary, and I've been doing this for 30 years. So. Well, hey, there, there's nothing wrong with PE. It's when you get into some of that other no. bizarre stuff where you're just like, really, what are you going to – I mean, you could do something with a degree in PE. I mean, obviously you have. Um, but some of the other exactly. stuff that they study in school, uh, which I probably should have picked one of those – uh, which would have been a little bit funnier. I don't know why PE was the first one that came to mind, probably because I was not feeling uh, very exercise like that day or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, I just wanted to call in just for a little fun, but that was it. Well, thank you so much, and we appreciate everything you do there in, in PE, and you know, at least you're in a, a school system that's a really good one. I'm like, can you imagine being in some of these other school systems in this country? Ooh. Oh, oh yeah, God. I have been in a few. I'm very grateful where I am today. So. Yeah, there you go. Well, thank you so much for the call, and thanks for listening. I do appreciate it. And every now and then, I do need a little straightening thank out. You. I'm going to do a couple of laps right. just for you. Okay. All right, have okay. a great day. Thanks laps. for calling. Push us. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, and 233-9988, that's the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Hey, Brian. Good morning. Good morning. I'm going to make a prediction here, and I'm going to say that Ryan Dunn's just not going to come on your show like you think he is. I don't think he's going to show up this time. He will. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that he'll actually show up. Um, and I know that it, it does sound pretty bad that he didn't show up uh, today for the show and had to cancel last minute. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I, I was going to tell you that on Friday. I was going to make a prediction on Friday. <laughs> I couldn't get through, but I was going to tell you on Friday how much you want to bet he doesn't show up on Monday. Well, you know you're going to owe me a coffee one of these days. <laughs> Well, there you he go. Show up because I, I honestly don't think he's going to want to talk about this, and he knows. He knows he messed up. Well, you know what? He's, he's here's, not going to talk about it. Here's the thing. I, I've had some disagreements, um, you know, with, with him politically on some things. And he and I have actually talked a lot, you know, off the air and in person. And he really does want to actually come on the show a lot. And, and I'm going to only defend him just in the sense of being a congressperson and not him particularly or any of his decisions. Because this is a problem that we have when it comes to booking a lot of uh, the congressmen and senators is they're on such stupid tight schedules and things change all the time mm-hmm. on them. Um, you know, because, look, we gave him a really hard time on Friday uh, about the uh, the H.R. 550. Um, he, oh, yeah. They could have called on Friday and went, yeah, we're not coming on the show, period. Uh, but it was kind of, well, of a, a last not minute. Say that they're yeah. going to beat around the bush and yeah. make you think that they're coming and just not show up. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to come on the show. Um you know, and he and I have talked about it before, and he understands that sometimes there's going to be some tough things that I'm going to have to ask him. So I'm pretty confident that next Thursday he will be on the show. Um, if well, not, good. though. Next Thursday when I call you back and say, I told you so, you owe me a coffee. <laughs> All right. If that's the case, I'll owe you a coffee. Otherwise, the other way around. Um, but I'm pretty right, sure right, he'll you come have on. a good one. Let's Thanks, go, Brandon. Brandon. Absolutely. Let's go, Brandon. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, so, yeah, in case you didn't catch that, uh, Congressman Dunn was supposed to be on the show today. Last night he had to call and uh, and and kind of reschedule because something had come up uh, in Washington that he uh, he just couldn't do the show today. But uh, rather than just canceling on us, uh, they rescheduled right away. They rescheduled to next Thursday uh, and not a phone interview. He's actually going to come in studio with us. Uh, so we'll be able to chat with him a little bit more, which will be a good thing. So hang on for that. That'll be uh, next Thursday. And if not, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be buying somebody a cup of coffee. 
Hang on, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Rush Show. You're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. All right, this is Brian Rush Brian Rush 101. Feeling a little thirsty? Nothing quenches it better than an ice-cold bottle of liberal tears from the Brian Rush Show Bottled Water Company. Now, let's get those tears running on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for listening at 233-9988. That is the phone number you can get onto the show this morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Hey, Brian. Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, I was going to say, is this a history in a nutshell show? <laughs> yeah, I think it um, kind of is. Yeah, I mean, that was a that was a quick yeah. history lesson, wasn't it? Like in 10 minutes, yeah. the amount of stuff there. Oh, my like, God. Wow. I got <laughs> I to gotta brush up on it next time. I kept getting answers wrong. Dang it. I, I know, um, right? Hey, when is uh, Neil Dunn going to be on? Well, we were supposed to have him on today. Uh, his schedule right. okay. had something that was canceled for today. But uh, when they called to uh, to cancel, they also rescheduled. So the, he's going to be on next Thursday uh, where we're going to actually have okay. him in studio. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm going to have a whole hour with him, which will be great uh, because we can ask a lot of questions. Usually when we're down the phone, that's because he's in Washington um, and he's got like a window of 10 minutes and, and they're pretty uh, they're pretty intense about those windows they give us. So uh, I'm oh, yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to this. I think he's going to be in without any problems, and I think he's going to be pretty open about uh, some things. And you know, there's a lot of questions that have already been asked uh, for me to ask him on Facebook, uh, and I've got a bunch myself. So we'll uh, we'll definitely talk with him, and and I think it'll be a good conversation. Uh, you know, one way or another, uh, whether you agree or disagree yeah. with him, uh, at least we'll we'll hopefully get some answers there. Okay, I had a theory. Um, I know everybody's upset, and I work with folks that I didn't even uh, – I was surprised to hear them talking about his vote for this last vax tracker bill. I don't know what it was called, but I'll call it that. And it didn't – I was disappointed, very disappointed. I think it's because he was in the medical field. Um, but I had a theory that, you know, these guys don't go off half cock and vote for stuff for – now, I wouldn't be surprised if Rick Scott, if they have conversations, Rick Scott is a medical administrator. And my theory is it could be completely wrong, but that Neil Dunn threw himself on the sword to see what public reaction would be. Because I bet you Rick Scott, Mr. Say, whatever the panhandle wants to hear, uh, is probably for that. Anything you could track, he's a bean counter. Um, I don't trust him. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and, and, I think, you know, the last time Rick was, might be the only time, last time he was on your show, he was all fired up against Biden and it sounded great. The next day, I think it was the next day, he endorsed the biggest rhino in the world, that lady from, was it, from Maine, oh, for yeah, re-election. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it just, he's, he's full of it, in my view. He's just saying, he sounded fake. The guy doesn't have a fired up personality. But I would not be. My theory is that Neil voted for this to see what reaction would be. He fell on the sword for Rick Scott, maybe. I don't know, but yeah. I'm sure Rick Scott has bigger intentions and or aspirations in Senate. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, that's that's always a good theory. I mean, my my theory behind um, why um, Congressman Dunn did vote for it, I'm guessing it probably had something to do with medical stuff. Um, and and your theory there with the. Uh, you know, to, to test the waters for, for Rick and the Senate, maybe, I don't know, uh, because the bill's not very long. It's 17 pages, and it's really more of an amendment uh, to the act that's already out there. So the whole thing's not all that complicated. 
Um, and, and a lot of us, uh, I, I, maybe he looked past this, but a lot of us are looking at it as going, okay, um, you know, the situation in Australia where they're dumping people in containment right. in, in camps uh, for COVID. Um, and why does the government need to track uh, who does this? You know, with with a lot of the, the the health apps that are out there and a lot of your doctors and even your pharmacy, for crying aloud, you know, CVS will, will send you out a notification reminding you of certain things. Uh, you know, you don't pick up your medication in time. They'll remind you of things. Why do we have to have the government to do it? And I think that's what most of us right. are looking at that going, we don't need the government to know this stuff and to be able to tell us this because that's the... The, uh, the the author of the whole bill said, well, this is to be able to, uh, you know, tell you guys that you, just reminders. So we don't need your reminder. We have our own reminder system that's out there uh, in the private sector that we can decide to go and do, uh, you know, for the government to mandate it once again. That's a problem. But uh, I'm very intrigued to hear what uh, what his answer is to that behind why he supported that. Because it's not like, you know, oh, well, there's something hidden in on page number 453. It's 17 pages or 14 pages long. So it's not like there's one particular thing in there that, you know, you didn't catch on to. So I don't know. Uh, I'm yeah. going to give him the benefit of the well, doubt it, just for the benefit. Uh, yeah. But, you know, next Thursday I just, we'll have more. I, I just think I'm thinking the worst because that's what they've led me to believe. Yeah, and you know, guys, it's sad you know, to hear if that Trump, if Trump said, If Trump said free ice cream for eight-year-olds, Oh, the Democrats would scream to the end of the earth and not vote for it. God, if he said we, that, Biden would be knocking children over. Get out of the way. I want my eyes to yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But we, you know, and we just, oh, it's borderline, or maybe there's something the public doesn't understand. There's no explanation to us, and then they vote for it. Oh, well, you know. Well, I just like to see a little more fire in these guys. These guys are working. Yeah, yeah I, I, I want and, to see um, a lot more fire, too, and you know what? Maybe, uh, maybe with uh, Nancy Pelosi's next year's schedule being lighter um, for the congressional calendar, maybe that'll be a good thing uh, because they won't be able to do this quite so much. I don't know. I guess, I guess we're gonna have to wait and find out. Yeah, hey, we're up against. Well, our I'm gonna break. be listening to Neil. I know a lot of people that are. I'm not kidding. I'm gonna do something I've never done: is go out and volunteer or do something for somebody right. else. Well, it, there you go, it, bud. I didn't have a dang good answer. There Thank you go. You. Thanks, bud. We had to take a break for news. Worry. We'll be right back. He'll probably pick right back up where he left off. More of The Brian Rush Show is next on News Talk at 101. W-Y-O-O Springfield. Serving Tyndall, Callaway, and Northwest Florida. This is News Talk at 101. Panama City's information station. Now, ladies and gentlemen, get started. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches, this is the most talked about radio show in Bay County, the Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch and doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. Welcome back to the show. Hour number three. Thanks so much for listening today. Uh, we were supposed to have Congressman Neil Dunn on right now, uh, but he unfortunately had to reschedule yesterday. He is going to be on next Thursday. We're going to actually have him in studio next Thursday. So uh, we'll have uh, the Congressman on then. We're going to talk to him about a lot of things. Hang on one second. We're trying to... Mes- I can't do... F- I used to be so good at messaging and texting and doing things at the same time. I'm, I'm starting to lose my edge when it comes to uh, when it comes to multitasking. I can't can't do it like I used to. Just losing it. 
So one of the, the, the issues that we have uh, been watching uh, locally around here, and it's one of these things that I've even talked about myself because of the fact that I have now lost my doctor due to some of the, the BS COVID stuff uh, that we're seeing from Ascension. And Ascension, of course, they are dealing with some lawsuits uh, from several employees. I'm not sure about here in Bay County, but I know that their uh, hospital's over in, uh, in Walton County. Uh, they have issues over there. Advent Health, who is another one of the, the massive uh, Florida-based healthcare companies, uh, which runs several hospitals, they have finally decided that they have sus- are going to suspend their vaccine requirements for its 83,000 employees. And I got to applaud them on that because, look, these are people that were, they were here throughout the entire uh, outbreak uh, during the worst of it without a vaccine. They were putting their own lives at risk. They were doing their thing. And uh, they did it very well. And I think it was unfair uh, that a lot of these people all of a sudden are the ones that, you know, oh, we're going to attack our, our healthcare workers, whether it be uh, a nurse or a lab tech or if it's, uh, you know, a doctor or whoever it might be. I think it's completely unfair uh, that they got attacked uh, for doing what they did. And then the, the, the side effect of them being uh, attacked is that you and I, we end up losing our doctor. At least under Obama and Obamacare, when he said, uh, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. At least we're able, for the most part, keep our doctors. Now we're in a situation where, you know, if you have a doctor locally that, uh, you know, didn't exactly go the way that Ascension really truly wanted them to go and agree upon everything and just be a good little pet, they're, they're gone. And that's what happened with one of my doctors. And, and it really kind of annoys me. So it's good to see a company like Advent Health uh, to turn around and, um, and, to, and to fix everything and, and to not, you know, require that vaccine for its 83,000 employees. And of course, the state of Florida is also one of the areas that has got the lowest rate when it comes to COVID. And this is the per capita. We're seeing a much better outcome here in Florida than we are in some of the other states. And we're doing it without the mandates and the lockdowns and everything else. On Friday, we only reported 2,000 new cases. And remember, cases are not necessarily a new person with the coronavirus. If you have gotten coronavirus and you're positive for it, and you have to take five tests before it turns into negative, four of those tests are positive, which is a case. And they've never been able to differentiate between cases and people. Of course, Friday, we also had uh, no new deaths from COVID. We've had uh, just shy of 3.7 million cases here in Florida. Remember, we've got a population of just shy of 22 million people. And we've only had... 3.7 million cases of coronavirus, 61,000 and a half deaths, uh, which, I mean, every one single death is a tragedy and that's horrible. But uh, our our per capita is only 2,089 uh, cases per capita. And 61% of Florida, while it is not at the highest of all of the states, and to keep that in mind that you have uh, states like uh, New York, that's about 78% vaccinated. 
Uh, California is uh, roughly about that same. And we're only at 61%. And you look at the, the impact that we've had here in Florida. Yeah, we're doing well. However, the one area of Florida that has gotten impacted the hardest on COVID is also the area with 79% vaccinated. They're also the area that did more mask mandates and social distancing and all this other stuff than any other area in the state of Florida. And they're the area that was worse. That's Miami-Dade County. And the thing about Florida as well is that we have fairly been consistent throughout this entire time. And to give you an idea as well as how good we're doing here. And remember, we've been open. We've had tourists. So we've had people from all around the country coming here. Last Thanksgiving, uh, it was a a rate of 7.1%. This year, it was only 2.5% with some COVID. So the state of Florida did something right. And Advent Healthcare, uh, props to them for getting off of that mandated vaccine thing. Now the thing that we need to get is, uh, granted, the uh, the businesses with 100 employees or more, uh, that has been kind of put on hold. However, if you're a business that does any business with government, you're not on hold. And that's the next thing. And, of course, uh, Tater Tot McConnell, he had said that if the courts don't resolve this, then the Senate is going to step in and do something about it. Well, we have less than a month now until that mandate date actually kicks in. January 4th is the date that if you do work for a company that does government contract work or government work for the government, whatever, you have got to be fully vaccinated by January 4th or you have to have your uh, religious or medical exemptions turned in before that date. Because come January 4th, if you're an employee with these companies that is not fully mac- van- uh, vaccinated, and that's fully, that means more than just the first round, then you're going to be out of a job because most businesses cannot afford the thousand plus dollar a day fine per person per day. You want to talk about something that's going to destroy businesses? Holy crap. So all I got to say is to Tater Tot McConnell, don't be waiting for the the courts. Jump on it now. Don't let it get to the courts. Be up there and be a fighter and stop being such a Tater Tot all the time. And get up there and say, hey, look, we need to protect these businesses because one, there are businesses that are doing business with the government. Now, if these businesses can't have all their employees and they're doing business with us, then that's going to affect the business that they're doing with us. So who's it going to affect? Yeah, it's also going to affect the government. God, this is like the domino effect that goes on with this. You can't just hit one and think that it's not going to go all the way. And it does. So hopefully this mask or this uh, vaccine mandate uh, for government contract uh, businesses uh, will get sidelined real quick. Because remember, January 4th comes around. That's the date. If you don't have all your stuff done by then, January 5th, the government can come around and start fining everybody. Thousands of dollars a day per person. So it's not good. And uh, Florida still is reporting the lowest coronavirus cases per capita. 
Uh, and, and according to the New York Times, coronavirus data tracker, Florida, uh, reporting the lowest per 100,000 in the nation. And uh, Hawaii and Alabama are tied right behind reporting uh, eight daily cases per capita. We're at uh, seven uh, per capita. So that's seven for every 100,000 people. And while Alabama and Hawaii have lingered near the bottom, Florida has for two weeks now been the lowest per capita in the nation. And of course, remember, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, he's doing such a horrible job out there and he's ignoring the science and all this other stuff. And all he's trying to do is uh, kill the people and on and on. What else are they saying? Meanwhile, here in the state of Florida, our rights have been preserved. Here in Florida, uh, we, are, we are seeing uh, businesses still survive. We're seeing the lowest rate. And then you look at the areas that it's the other way around. And keep in mind, too, the Omicron, uh, Omicron uh, whatever the heck it is, the transformer virus. All of the doctors that have been treating this have been, well, most of the doctors have been treating this, and a lot of the health experts as well are saying that all it is is mild symptoms. Mild symptoms. Little cough, little body ache, and that's about it. And meanwhile, the Democrats are still continuing to push on us about how, oh, we need to protect ourselves because now it's in two-thirds of the, the, the states, by the way. Remember on Friday, there was only one person in the entire country that had it, and now, boom, it's surrounded through seven, uh, three-quarters of the states. And all the doctors that are treating it are saying the same thing, mild symptoms. And they've even told us, hey, yeah, this is a, it's going to be a fast spreader, um, but it, mild symptoms. And then they're also trying to scare us more by saying, oh, this thing's not going away. We're going to have this forever. Yep, same thing about the flu. This will just be a new variant of the flu is what it's going to be. Will it ever go away? Maybe not. But what needs to go away is the Democrats' use of COVID as a political weapon because they're starting to shoot blanks now. And they're starting to look even dumber than they were before. So that's not a good thing. So hopefully, uh, before long, more of these, uh, these blue states and blue voters will also wake up and realize how much we're being lied to right now about COVID. And Ascension, hopefully, they can get off whatever the heck it is they're sitting on and realize that they are damaging the communities and putting us in danger when they remove our doctors from the network. Knock it off. Hang on, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Rush Show. You're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rush Show is on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for listening. Good morning. Sorry, I'm doing eight things at once. Me and my social medias, I got to stay off of them. I'm having a hard time with it. Yesterday, I, uh, I ran the battery dead on my phone twice uh, because of my TikTok addiction. This is my problem when I sat on the couch all day yesterday. I knew I shouldn't have done that, but I wasn't feeling well. So I decided I was going to chill, relax, don't do anything. Said I'd watch TikTok all day. It's, it's a really bad thing. I, I don't recommend it. So there's a lot of things that are, that are crazy going on uh, in the world right now. And I don't know if you saw this whole thing with uh, 
the uh, the Florida governor, um, Ron DeSantis, if you didn't know who he was, uh, doing a, uh, a basically kind of a, uh, a, a military of our own. A lot of people are going, what's he doing? It's going to be interesting to see um, exactly what goes down uh, with that when that happens. There's a, it's a story that kind of broke on Friday a little bit. Uh, but something else that's going around here in the state of Florida, which I find very interesting and, and I agree 100% with, and that is to actually start making a uh, all the school board candidates actually declare a party when they run for office. Because currently, as it is, if you run for the school board, you don't have to declare uh, what party you represent. All you got to do is a file because it's a, a a no party affiliated kind of uh, thing. Well, when Florida lawmakers return to Tallahassee in January, they're going to be presented with a bill that will require those running in local school board elections to select a political party. And I am all for it because quite honestly, I want to know where somebody stands politically before I vote for them to basically make these decisions about our kids and, and their future and their education. I want to know the ideology. And, and I think that this is an area that we need to pay more attention to, not just here, but across the country. Because we've seen this, Loud, Loudonville, uh, Virginia, uh, one of the big ones. And we've seen it in New York and others. As the coronavirus was out there, we discovered how many things were being taught to the kids. Now, I've been told a few things about Bay County schools uh, with some of the things that are pushed with them. Uh, nowhere near as bad as any other areas. And we've got a lot of great teachers here. We are definitely not like uh, anywhere else in the country. In fact, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think we got out of that uh, that uh, the school board uh, union thing. I don't think we're part of that. The school board, the uh, the national school board union, that was basically uh, the ones getting behind the whole call parents a domestic terrorist because of the fact that they uh, they're going off and trying to tell schools how to run their school students. But I think this is going to be a good thing. Uh, in the Senate Ethics and uh, Elections Committee uh, on November 3rd, Joe Gruters, uh, who was a senator, uh, he said that it doesn't matter what county you're in. These races are all partisan. And he said Democrat and Republican activist organizations are already choosing their favorites in these elections, even though the candidates are running as nonpartisan. And he explained in his proposal it would end what he referred to as a shell game. He said candidates with uh, partisan leanings are running and they can shield their true political views from Florida voters because they are seeking a nonpartisan office. So I agree. I think it's a fantastic idea to make it so that if you are running for the school board, you got to pick a party. And, you know, you could be independent, too. It doesn't necessarily have to be uh, got to be a Republican or Democrat. And that's it. That's all there is to it. You could do a little bit more to that. But school boards, I've said this before, I think this is the area where the revolution in the country is really, truly going to start. And it's going to start with parents. And we're already seeing in a lot of these embattled school boards around the country where parents have said, I've had it, and they're running for office. They're running for school board. And that's one of the areas that I think parents can make the biggest impact. You know, when it comes to the school board, it's not like you have to, you know, worry about, uh, you know, how you guys get to pay for, uh, 
you know, building the roads and passing the laws and all this other stuff. So it is a great, great area for people to actually get involved in. And I know that I've had a few people have come up to me at a few places that I've been and have said, hey, look, listen, I'm going to run for school board. And I applaud it. I 100% applaud it because I think that, you know, not only here, but everywhere, we need to have parents that, that don't have any political ambitions, but just simply want to make sure that their kids are getting the best possible education out there. And if we do that, getting parents into the, the, the school boards who literally uh, are just there for the one thing and nothing else. They don't want to be the, uh, the politician uh, trying to get at the Senate seat or Congress or anything else. We can make some major changes. And this is something that also we need to help other areas. When we see other areas that, that teachers or not teachers, parents are getting into this and wanting to be in the school board, we should help support them. Because I think that that is where the revolution in this country is starting. And I emphasize starting. Not will start. I think it's already started. Now, the question is, is how far is it going to go before things change course? I mean, as it is right now in school systems across this country, we have school systems that are teaching things to kids that they shouldn't be teaching. And they're not teaching things that they should be. History being one of them. An accurate history. Despite the fact that, yeah, there's a lot of things about history that you don't want to admit to. That doesn't sound great. That doesn't put America in the best light. That doesn't put humanity in the best light. But you know what? If you don't learn from history and the mistakes and the uh, successes, then you will fail in the future. And you will repeat the, the failures of history. Doesn't take too much to figure that one out. But uh, hopefully we can, uh, we can do something here and get that changed up. So again, uh, Congressman Neil Dunn was supposed to be on the show today, had to reschedule things last minute last night for some uh, scheduling stuff that came up, but he is going to be on the show next week on Thursday. And I want to know some of the questions that you want to have asked. Obviously, uh, HR 550, uh, which is the, uh, the coronavirus vaccine tracking stuff, that is the one of my biggest questions that I have for him. I'm going to ask him about this, why he voted for it. But I know that you've got a lot of other questions, too, and I'm hoping that I'm going to have him in the studio for a full hour uh, so that way we can ask all kinds of things. But get to my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Brian Russ Show. There's a post there talking about his appearance. Go in there and and actually tell me the questions you want to know. And I'm going to ask him as many questions as I possibly can. Uh, and if you don't want it to be, like, public so that, you know, he knows that nobody, anybody knows that it's you asking the question, private message me. I will keep your identity secret. You don't, nobody's got to know that it was you that wanted to know the question. Uh, but that'll be coming up on Thursday of next week. So uh, get ready for that. We will chat with the uh, Congressman Dunn then. But right now, we got to take a break for Fox News coming up here at the bottom of the hour. We'll be right back. This is The Brian Rush Show. You're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning.
from Santa Rosa Beach to Mexico Beach and heard around the world on the News Talk at 101 app and the podcast. You're listening to The Brian Rust Show on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks for listening. Good morning. So the New York Times has an interesting piece out about uh, Joe Biden's refugee camps. And one of the highlighted uh, points of this is that some of them are actually larger than half of the towns in the state of New Jersey. One of President Biden's United States military bases uh, have turned refugee camps are now larger than half of the towns in New Jersey in in the terms of population. And this according to a a detailed article from the New York Times. Fort Dix, which is in New Jersey, is among a series of the military bases that that Joe Biden has turned into the quasi-refugee camps. With more than uh, 70,000 Afghans temporarily housed at bases throughout the country, uh, Fort Dix has about 11,000 Afghans that are currently being housed at the base with a constant stream arriving every week through the Philadelphia International Airport in Pennsylvania. The Times reported that after fleeing Afghanistan, the Taliban seized power. And uh, talking about one particular uh, woman and her mother and four siblings who rooted through Germany before arriving in what has become a Liberty Village, a community that's swollen nearly overnight to hold a population larger than half the towns in New Jersey. And yet Joe Biden has got plans to bring even more Afghans into the U.S. 233-9988, that's the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Good morning, Brian. Hey, Tom. Um, you know, the sad part about the, the forts, too, is the, the refugees are being allowed to walk right off the forts. Yeah. There's no stopping, nothing. Yeah, that that is another issue is that, uh, you know, a lot of them have been able to literally just walk right off the base and... Uh, and just disappear. There's like no accountability for these guys whatsoever. Well, and, and the thing about it is they're not tested for COVID. And we know that. No, they're not. Everybody that says they're the damn liar. Yeah, I mean, look, they're the not even doing it for those coming across the border. And we know all Democrats are liars. So anyway, uh, it's how, how can you say it? It's like flying someone across a stadium of 50,000 and spraying them with a the covert because that's what they're doing. They're yeah. scattering diseases all through our country. Yeah, well, you know, and, and, and that's another thing too. Good point um, is diseases throughout the country because, uh, and this is not just with the Afghans, this is also with the southern border. Uh, you know, we're talking so much about COVID, but there's so many other diseases uh, that have been knocked out essentially here in the U.S. that is coming back into the U.S., from these people that aren't being checked and vaccinated for them and, and whatever else, uh, and they don't care. They're just like, yeah, whatever, go on in. Well, another one is the measles is back. Mm-hmm. And it's, I've, I've read about that. Yep, there's cases but of measles coming back. But it, this whole thing, and I'm sure everybody knows it, this whole entire thing is for the next election. Yeah, it really you, is. You know, the, the, COVID, the COVID was for the election to take control. That's why this third... Uh, uh, infections come in for the 2022 elections and people's got to realize that. Yeah. And you know what? I think honestly, um, this one is going to be a complete failure on their behalf. And I think if the Democrats are halfway smart, uh, they would probably let this one go and find another reason to panic people. Uh, because the reality is, is with this new variant of COVID, 
that is already in, in three quarters of the states. Uh, and every case that they're talking about, including all those in, in South Africa, have been mild cases. So it's already getting to a point where it is no longer this big, huge threat. Even some of the health experts are saying, yeah, it's not that much of a threat. Don't worry about it anymore. Uh, it's just mild symptoms. So it's nothing to really worry about. So as the politicians and the Democrat side and some of the rhinos start giving all this, oh, my God, we got to panic. We got to freak out. Oh, you got to do all this stuff. The American people are going to be looking at them going, <clears throat> what? You know, it's it's not that big of a deal anymore. And and I think the Democrats, they need to move on to their next, uh, next pandemic and and panic campaign because uh, COVID's over for them. Well, they will. And, and, and again, if they don't have a, a pandemic or a COVID, they won't be able to put the drop boxes on the sidewalks and be able to fill out your ballots on computers. That's, that's right. What, that's what this whole damn thing was about. Yeah. The more that they could do with the mail-in ballots and the uncontrolled ballots so that they're able to do something is what they've tried to do. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, Republican-led states that have changed those laws and made things a little bit different. And uh, the Democrats have not been able to change that because they can't get all of their other stuff passed. Um, and then I was talking about this. Um, I, I did the uh, the Tommy podcast over the weekend. Um, and one of the questions that, that was brought up and that we talked about it uh, was, you know, if the Democrats think that they can continue to do this. Um, and and I, I said no, because... People are going to be watching places like Fulton County, Georgia. You don't have to watch the entire state of Georgia because there wasn't really a lot of problems there. The problem was Fulton County. So if we keep the yep. focus on places like Fulton County, uh, like some of the counties in Pennsylvania, the ones in Michigan, uh, the, uh, the ones in Nevada and Arizona where we actually had the problems, and you keep that highlight on them constantly, uh, they may think twice about wanting to cheat again. So... You know, there's going to be a lot of effort that's going to be required to make sure that, uh, you know, they don't cheat next time around. But um, I don't well, know. They're going to try. Well, what, what's going to have to happen? And don't, no disrespect to any elderly people, all right? But they're going to have to put somebody as poll watchers beside these 80 and 90 year old that those thugs can intimidate and run them out yep. of the buildings and tell them, you, you, you know, they've got to put military there and let them watch the polls because these poor old people, uh, if they say boo and they run and then they pull the ballots out from underneath the table. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's a, there's been a lot of intimidation that have gone around. Um, you know, the, the bullying that happens and, uh, you're right. You know, we, we need a little bit more security, uh, when it comes to our polls. I mean, I think here in Bay County, we're good. Uh, but there's a lot of other places uh, around the country where that seems to be a problem. And even places here in Florida, or where that's a problem. So you're right. We, we do need a little bit tougher on the the uh, the poll watching, uh, whether it be uh, law enforcement or military or whatever it might be. Uh, you know, we definitely need to have a little stronger uh, presence uh, when it comes to that. Well, I got to go, but God bless Ron DeSantis and keep praying for the First Lady of Florida. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, Tom. We do appreciate the call. Have a fantastic day. Uh, and 233-9988, that's the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Ross Show. Hey, Brian, it, it's, hey. it's not just us old people, and he's right. They yeah. do intimidate uh, the old folks when they're there. Because yeah, they do. Some old ladies, they're not going to challenge some of these young punks. But um, the reality is uh, that there are a lot of Republican people, conservative people, that will not sign up for um, to be poll watchers, to be uh, uh 
people who sit there and handle the books and things like that. So what they do is they hire anybody that comes in, and a lot of them, a vast majority of them, especially in, in the northern states, are Democrats who stand there and they put their hand up and they say, I will pretend I'm a Republican. Yeah. And they're the ones managing the book. So instead of having an equal balance of Republicans and Democrats managing your precincts, you've got a bunch of Democrats there who stand around and they conspire and do whatever it is that they can to corrupt the vote. And they know how to do it. Mm-hmm. They've been told. They they've, been gone, they've gone through the training to know how to do that. Yeah. This is not like by accident stuff. They're... There's a professional industry behind all of this, uh, and they train them, and they do it right, and, you know, they've been doing it for so long that they know exactly how to do it, uh, even though this yeah. time around I think they've been busted a little bit more than they've ever been in the past, uh, but they're not going to stop. They're going to keep trying, even if they got to reinvent something different. Yeah, and, you know, honestly, I would have signed up because I've done this for, for a lot of years before. But when they're telling me that I have to go through sensitivity training and I have yeah. to do all of this other BS, I'm not going to do that. When you see corruption, you call it out. Yeah, and, and you, you, you know can't what? I, call it out. There's no point in being there. Yeah, and I think anytime you start getting into sensitivity and diversity and equality and all this other training, uh, that right there is some red flags. Cut the BS off with that. You know, I'm right, I'm, I'm right. so tired of that. I'm surprised, honestly, that I haven't been sent to sensitivity training. <laughs> I really am. But. <laughs> And you do need it. I, we all know that. Yeah, well, <laughs> but I, yeah. I remember one election specifically where uh, uh, an individual came in, could not read or speak a lick of English. He had his 10-year-old son, grandson, nephew, whoever, that was with him, and he interpreted everything. He the, when When we would tell them, you know, you need to sign this, you need to do that, he would look at the kid, and the kid would translate it for him, and he'd do it. And then they went over to the ballot, and he, the kid read the ballot to him, and that's when he checked it off. But he could not even speak English. Mm. So my question was, are you even legal? Yeah, you know, I think that uh, English should be a requirement. You, you need to at least learn it and read it, uh, you know, if you're going to participate in things. But then again... You know, that's one of the things that this country is, has failed to do is, is actually make an official language uh, for the country. And instead, of course, we got to go with the, you know, hey, we need 15 different languages and everything needs to be printed in different stuff. And, yeah, I mean, I, right. it, it brings up a lot right. of questions. But then again, when it comes to the... Uh, because when, when husband and I would go to other countries, we had to be able to communicate. They didn't often yeah, decide that they were going to be nice to us. It was either just a lot of sign language or you did without. Mm-hmm. You, you go When you go there, you do what they want you to do. Yeah. And for some reason, the left thinks that uh, we need to bow down to everybody in the world uh, because America right. is just big, bad, and evil, and we're the bunch of meanies. Uh, meanwhile, the rest right. of the and, world and doesn't do it. In the school districts, when you've got 10 different languages and you're supposed to have a teacher that speaks some minority language from the sub-Saharan desert... Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's pretty no. insane uh, when when we look at a lot of these requirements. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I guess the only way we can change it is that uh, we put our foot down and, and try and make some changes. Yeah. But we need more. We need more conservatives uh, going in to register to or, or take the training to be election judges. And you know, I've I've 
been in the count room and watched the uh, Dem- the Democrats push the Republicans aside and just crowd them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were so many reports so, of that, too, in this last election, uh, you know, with Republicans being pushed out of the way and not be allowed to, to get involved. And, yeah, it's a mess. We, but we definitely need to do something oh, yeah. about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Get involved. That's the big later. thing. All right, everyone, thanks for the call. I do appreciate it. Have a fantastic day. And 233 is the number. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Yeah. The question is, is uh, next Thursday this Thursday or the Thursday after this? The Thursday, Thursday. after. It's the 16th that uh, Congressman Dunn will be on. So not uh, not the uh, one coming up in a couple of days, but next week. Yeah, I just wanted to get that clarified. Yeah. Not a problem. We'll uh, we'll definitely going to have him on, and we we got a lot of questions already piled up to ask him. Of course, uh, one of the big ones yeah, being the HR five five zero. Give him the work over. Yeah, we're we're just. I'm gonna I'm gonna install some special spotlights in the studio. Uh, those heat lamps, uh, and we're just gonna yeah. put them. <laughs> we're gonna put them on them. But yeah, so uh, that'll be All next right. Thursday that we'll have uh, Congressman Dunn in the studio uh, for his rescheduled appearance. All right, love you, love you, show. All right, thanks, buddy. Do appreciate it. We got to take a quick little break. We'll be right back in just a second. This is the Brian Rush Show, and you're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. Feeling a little thirsty? Nothing quenches it better than an ice-cold bottle of liberal tears from the Brian Rush Show Bottled Water Company. Now, let's get those tears running on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks for listening. Good morning. Happy Monday. I know, I just kind of feel like, ugh, about that, don't you? I kind of feel that way, too, for some reason today. I think what happened to me is that I lounged around way too much yesterday. Even though I've got a, a uh, I, can I call it a honeydew list, even though I made the list for myself? Actually, I think it's more like a, a GSD list. And I can't explain that to you on the radio. Figure it out. <laughs> Seriously. I really did nothing yesterday. I spent 90% of my day uh, on the couch doing nothing, and the other 10% was cooking dinner. And <laughs> that's it. It kind of felt good, but now that I look at it on Monday, I'm not motivated for much of anything, and I didn't get anything done, and now I feel just blah about it and just... Sometimes that's not a good thing to just sit around and do nothing. I know they always tell you, oh, well, you should take a day easy. And, and no, I can't. I'm one of those people. When I stop moving, I, I can't. No, it's not a good thing. I just, I can't do it. So there's a majority of the young Americans now in a new poll that believe democracy is in trouble, if not completely failing in general. More than half of the young Americans, 52%, believe the U.S. democracy is in trouble or failing, according to a new poll released this week from the Institute of Politics at the Harvard Kennedy School. The poll, which surveyed uh, young people between the ages of 18 and 29, found that 39% believe democracy is in trouble, and 13% went as far as to declare the nation a failed democracy. You want to tell them? You want me to... We're a republic. Just going to throw that out there. Uh, but uh, in this, only 7% of the young Americans viewed the United States as a healthy democracy. And 27% of the country uh, has a somewhat functional democracy. Now, granted, I understand that there's a difference between a, a state that's a democracy and then like the democracy process. But sometimes I don't think that they differentiate these. And, and I think too many of these kids think, uh, you know, oh my God, America is such a democracy and we're losing our democracy. No, we're a damn republic. 
open up a history book, learn about uh, some civics, figure that out. But along the party lines, Republicans are less hopeful than Democrats about the state of the nation, which kind of surprised me a little bit on this. While Democrats are divided, uh, 44% healthy uh, or somewhat functioning and 45% uh, in trouble uh, or failed about the health of our democracy, 70% of Republicans believe that we are either a democracy in trouble at 47% or failed 23%. And a majority, 51% of those polled of independent and unaffiliated young Americans also say we're in trouble or failed. This is all according to this new poll uh, from the Institute of Politics at uh, Harvard Kennedy School. And nearly half, 46% of the young Republicans also believe the chances of a second civil war are 50% or higher compared to the 32% of Democrats and 38% of independents and unaffiliated voters. Similar patterns are, are held uh, for those who think secession is likely. Overall, 25% rate the chances at uh, 50% or greater, according to this poll. And however, young Americans, two to one, value compromise over confrontation. A plurality of uh, every major subgroup referred uh, prefers election officials meet in the middle at the expense of many preferred policy priorities compared to the elected officials pursue my preferred policy uh, priorities. So people want things in the middle. They don't want any more of this divided politics. Uh, it's getting too much, and the young people are saying it. And it's it's kind of interesting to see that uh, nearly half of the young Republicans think that we do have a chance at another civil war. That is that is not good. And hopefully we'll completely avoid that. But man, there, there are some things in the in this country that if we don't change it, we're going to be going down a uh, completely uh, different road than we need to be going down. Producer Veronica, what are you doing? I'm just checking in, you know, because um, Congressman Dunn, sometimes you have to feel for these people. Their schedules actually control their lives. Yeah. They don't get to control it. Yeah, I know. We talked about to. that all day today. But it's okay. I mean, we've got him next week in person. So I think that it's going to work out even better. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, he and I have talked about this several times, uh, and, and he actually approached me about it. This wasn't even me asking him. He has said that he wants, he would prefer to come into the studio uh, to have the conversation. So, uh, it's going to be a good thing. It's something that he's wanted for a while. And, and you know, with him being in town, uh, then that means his schedule is going to be a lot more flexible. So we're not going to have that uh, that time crunch of 10 or 15 minutes and and that's right, it to get it right. all done. So you know, I, it'll be a good thing. For last night, I mean, she obviously felt bad, but these things happen. You know, and I've worked for generals and th these things happen. <laughs> they can't always control their schedule. Yeah, it is so, what it is. So I'm excited. But we'll have him on. studio and we, we will welcome him. Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of questions to ask him, and obviously I want to know some answers about his vote for the HR 550. Uh, yes. and, and there's a lot yes. of questions that Our have been popping up. Our listeners are hot to, to know the answer on that yeah. one. Yeah, there's a lot of people so that I are. I can't wait to hear the answer. But and there's a lot of other know. questions, too, uh, on the Facebook page, uh, you know, that people have actually asked uh, a lot of questions. So, And I encourage people to go to our Facebook page uh, and right there on the post or send me a private message, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll ask him as many questions as we can because uh, once I get him in here, I'm going to lock the door. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't wait. I can't wait. Great show today. Yeah, it and was then, all right. Uh, Commissioner Griff Griffiths, he's coming on Wednesday, so just book him 
and still working others, of course. It's always lots of plates in the air. Yeah, and, and hopefully, I got I to gotta give him a call today, but uh, Victor Nieves, uh, that boy Victor, I've had him on before, yeah. and a lot of people loved him, and I was talking to him uh, the did. other day, and I want to see if I can get him on this week, too, because uh, he's under attack again. Uh, he's had another um, a profile on TikTok uh, pulled away from him because, you know, he gets out there and, you know, speaks the truth and speaks the Constitution and stuff, and, and apparently... Uh, the Chicoms don't makes like the that. Left so so angry. The it Constitution. Does. Yeah, don't talk you about know, that stuff. We're gonna ban you. That's all there is to it. So, right. so yeah, Congressman Dunn coming up all next right. Thursday. We got Griff coming Dunn. up this week yeah, and we'll, and we'll more. Kick, so we'll kick the can down the road, but we've got him in studio, so even better. That is right. So we will uh, we'll talk with him later on, and I will talk with you later on as well. Uh, we got to go. Brian Kilmeade is next. Don't forget you can podcast this show uh, and any of the other shows that we do. It's located in all the popular podcasting services. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash The Brian Rush Show. We'll see you tomorrow. Serving Lynn Haven, Mexico Beach, and Northwest Florida. This is News Talk at 101, Panama City's information station.